Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show with Nit. Well wait, I'm Bark. And it's Nit to my right. Yo, what's going on this morning? And it's uh, Arms' replacement, Mr. Lambert, to hey, my left. Hey, what's going on? To be determined if replacement <laughs> for a while. The Twitter poll will be up momentarily. <laughs> Got some big shoes to fill. Not really. For a while, he's not that tall. So not really. Right. As, long, as long as you have two feet that work and one of them doesn't drop, you're good. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Arms. Yeah. Actually, you have big shirt sleeves to fill because uh some of the listeners are impressed with arms's guns well he doesn't have sleeves to fill that's true <laughs> that, excellent point already we, i we, mean <laughs> he's already had one better point per show like he he's on pace with arms and we're only 30 seconds in we've got more thousand already <laughs> we've got more useful information out of lambert than uh we have arms in 64 episodes <laughs> Uh, and there's no TNA with Lambert. There's not. Yet. Yet. Not totally. yet. He might get comfortable on the mic over there and start right. <laughs> ripping sleeves it's off. It's getting hot in here, guys. <laughs> Anyways, so Lambert, Jeremy Lambert, two Jeremys on the show. That's probably why the Twitter poll needs to be voted to remove arms. Why not have two Jeremys and a Chad? That's it kind of sounds like a, a voter thing in Florida. Like, What was that whole Chad thing? Oh, the hanging Chad. Hanging Chad. So we can have two Jeremys and a hanging Chad. Two Jeremys hanging with Chad. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds like a completely different podcast. <laughs> I know. That's a weird <laughs> podcast right there. Uh, stuff gets weird. Let me let me put myself... Let, let me retract that. That would not be the name of the show. <laughs> stuff gets weird around here. It happens. <laughs> but yeah, no, no boobs hanging out like arms, you know. I'm starting to like this already. I feel like I can look that way now and not, <laughs> and not like I, Yeah, not, I can look over there and be like, oh, okay, hey, we, I can make eye contact. Are those are those sleeves? Oh my gosh. This show just got so much more reputable. Uh, for, uh, for us. YouTube, here we come. Exactly. Oh yeah, we can do YouTube now. We don't have to worry about like, you know, subscribers clicking unclick as soon as we get to end of my left is ours. Oh. oh. Can't, uh, I can't watch this. God, it's uh, like watching an episode of House when they operate. Yeah. Just put the camera like here, so you just catch the quarter of Arms's head, and then you guys. <laughs> One quarter is all it takes. Solving problems this morning too. Yeah. <laughs> Repl- the, the the substitute host solving all our problems <laughs> we've had for the last sixty four episodes. Just need a fresh perspective. Yeah, I like it. I feel really good about this this yeah. morning. Uh, do you feel bad for Arms yet? Who? Uh, 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 that guy, Aaron Arms. Oh, uh, what on that? No, no, I don't. He's in Florida. You know, me and me and you are proven to be able to carry an episode by ourselves. <laughs> me and him are not. So you take me and you and an actual stand-up guy like Lambert. I think we're good. It's only it, downhill from here, though. Yeah. It, well, it's time to subject Arms to a little ridicule. I kind of feel like I should be using a different voice, though. No. no, no, like, like when you guys filled in for arms, you uh, sounded a lot different. Ah, that was perfect. That's pretty good. <laughs> He's even got the arms. For what do we need that guy for? Been like practicing. the Twitter poll could be: Do you want arms as arms? Lambert is arms, or just Lambert as Lambert? I mean, or I, or bark and knit as arms. Yeah, that because it works. Uh, you know, there's. <laughs> God, we really don't need him. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> we have like multiple options here. We have three people who could do an arms voice. We gotta stop talking about this or else I'm gonna start contemplating losing a friend. He's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> when he this. He's just gonna be seething on his way back home. Yeah, like right <clears throat> now the three of us going forward could actually do a four man podcast with arms, but him not know anything about it. I can already feel <laughs> and see in my head how he's gonna act. So like next time he comes, like you ready to do this? But no, I guess. <laughs> yeah. right, how was your vacation? That was fine. Yeah, and he sits down like you ready, ready to roll. He's like, yeah, sure. Who's your top? Who, He's going to be your number short. one linebacker today. <laughs> Blake Martinez. 
Uh, Ohio State. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what what you got oh, on what, what you got in store for us today, Barker? I'm enjoying this way too much. I don't know if I can talk about football. I feel like I nah, feel like Jeffrey can't. Ross should be here. Oh uh, yeah, the roast, <laughs> the roast of Aaron Arms. We just need a good host. Hey, that's a good that's, that's a good right. moment. Ah oh, shoot, I can't. We don't have the same setup. I was gonna play a little ditty and add some voiceover to it. The roast of Aaron Arms with. Chad Niddle, Jeffrey Ross, <laughs> yeah, Lisa. What is her? Uh, Lampanelli. Lampanelli. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Lisa. And they always throw in that one oddball host and Jeff Goldblum. Dude, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Uh, arms would not handle a roast well. No. His yeah. face. <laughs> I'd love to see his face. Well, the that's whole just because he'd look like a stoplight. He just turn so red. <laughs> Uh, stoplight with really big arms <laughs> and boobs. <laughs> All right. So what we're doing today, without arms, maybe for the first time and all the time, uh, my heart does hurt a little. I guess I still love him a little bit. Yeah. Cracking on him too hard, I get a little bit of heartstrings pulled. <laughs> maybe I can get those cut out. I'm like the substitute teacher. Like, it's cool for a minute. Yeah. But then arms will be back. I don't know. Yeah. We might miss. We might like. We might have the next episode where it's arms in, and me and Chad might just keep looking at each other like this ain't working. Like this, <laughs> this ain't working. Let's secretly call Lambert and do a five thirty a.m. session after tonight's recording. Yeah, and just delete arms's track and add Lambert's track. Oof. And I'm, we and we could keep it like we could try to throw him off. Be like, and arms to my left, and he'll be like, Good morning. <laughs> and then, you know, after we say our good mornings, then you got Lambert like, "What's going on?" <laughs> and it just continues from there. And he may not, he may not even miss it. He may just think I sounded funny on that episode. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I started out; well, it was me at the beginning, so it had to be me the whole time. I don't, yeah, I don't remember making so many brilliant points. <laughs> Something is wrong with my mic. <laughs> but, uh, but my get... God, did I go to college? <laughs> Where did I get this newfound intelligence? <laughs> Did I, I actually said prepare one, that list? I didn't say one word about Ivan Kamara on that <laughs> podcast. That's, that's strange. Strange. Anyways, tight end time. Let's get after it. We've got a special surprise on the next episode. Some rankings you never thought you'd hear that are golden. But you'll hear that on the next episode. You gotta wait. You gotta wait on that one. But right now, we're finishing off the main Offensive position groups, baby. It's tight ends, top 10. How we think they're going to finish in 2018. Who's leading it up? We're going to let Lambert lead these I like it. I like Uh, it. Sure. Let's let let the new permanent (laughs) co-host. The temporary permanent. Man, this is already (laughs) knocking Neil out of the water. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. Number one, I got <clears throat> Rob Gronkowski is my number one. I mean, obviously, it's an easy pick. Gronk's going to Gronk year in, year out. Uh, target shares there. You got Julian Edelman. He's out for four games. Ball's got to go somewhere. It's Gronk. Should get off to a flying start with Edelman being out for the first four games of the season. And that uh, the rest of that wide receiver core kind of being unsettled. Though they got some talent, kind of accumulating talent still with the Eric Decker experiment, etc. You got you got Cordell Patterson in the wings there, but just no one's scary that's going to take away target share from Gronk, even with Edelman. I mean, even if Edelman goes for 100 catches, right. you still expect Gronk to be around 80 catches, which is, you know, Gronking, like you said. Yeah. So it's hard hard to, hard for me to knock anything there. Well, and and look at looking at the stats, I mean, Gronk finished second last season overall in our league format at tight end, and that's missing two games. So, I mean, he only missed out from the number one spot by six points. Six points, and he missed two games. Now, granted, Travis Kelsey missed one. He didn't play week 17. But Gronk missed two. You can't tell me if he would have played one of those two games that he wouldn't have put up eight points and became the tight end one. Yeah, I mean, he's still elite in this league. Now my top, my number one guy, not Gronk, but he's not. It's not like he's going to be far down. I'm going with Zach Ertz. I like I like the what he did not only during the 2017 campaign, 
but right into the playoffs, right into the Super Bowl. I mean, you saw the guy break out over the last three years. I don't think there's anything that says he's going to digress. Dallas Goddard coming in, flashing in camp, flashing in camp, but I don't think he's going to take target shares away. That wide receiving core is still solid, but you know Carson Wentz likes to spread it around, and he has that solid outlet. And you're six foot five, two fifty, Zach Ertz. I think he takes the top spot and leaps Travis Kelsey, leaps Rob Gronkowski, just based on, just based on having a whole season to uh, to really get in another groove, put up another seventy five catch, approach a thousand yards, get in the end zone eight times, something like that. There's no way you can argue that. <clears throat> I mean, he's in the same system. Burton's gone. Uh, he's going to be a top tight end. That's a tight end friendly offense, and uh, and actually the last three seasons he's had more receptions than Gronk has. Dang, that's a, that's, that's a hot stat right there. That is, that's a hot take right there. That's he's only missed five take. games in five seasons. I mean, it's obvious arms ain't here now. He's <laughs> <laughs> it, that it, that that is a that is a big thing when you right. look at the tight end position. You get your Jordan Reeds who are constantly hurt. It, Rob Gronkowski's hurt constantly. Right. Yep. But Zach Ertz has kind of been the model of consistency. When he misses games, it's usually it, it was because. Last year, when they were missing games, it's more to get him healthy. I mean, they yeah. were, they already had that division locked up pretty much. They were a playoff team. Getting Zach Ertz ready for the big, the playoff push at the end of the well, year. Well, Wentz is an MVP candidate. I mean, yeah. that doesn't hurt when you've got a great quarterback thrown to a great tight end. God, he is just playing my heartstrings this morning. <laughs> ah, I, I said Wentz as my number two quarterback this year. That he, I thought he was a multi-year MVP candidate, and and he does. I mean, Carson Wentz is a has league MVP written all over him. Multi-year league MVP, and he could start this coming this coming season, and it's going to run through Zach Ertz. Uh, as his main outlet when he's distressed. I uh, I can't go away from Kelsey as my number one. I'm going to do arms a solid, make Mr. TNA himself proud, and go with Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Reason being, I mean, points per game, honestly, a shade, just a shade below Gronkowski. But with Gronkowski's injury history, I always have a problem year in, year out as putting him at tight end one. But it's just barely. It's debatable. There's no wrong answer between those two at number one. Main reason going forward with Kelsey for me is I'm actually starting to buy a little bit of Sammy Watkins taking some coverage down the field with him. And uh, Kansas City, I've said it in the past, really has never implemented a system where two wide receivers can thrive and be fantasy threats. I think it changes. I think Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, I think, has his best season. I'm not saying... He's a wide receiver one. I think he's a wide receiver three, but I think he puts up his best receive or his best season as a wide receiver three. And I think Tyreek and Sammy, with the speed and the agility and the playmaking skills that they have, I'm not saying Travis Kelsey's going to be forgot about underneath, but I think he's going to see a lot more opportunities to get open with those other two guys streaking down the field. And I really like Patrick Mahomes. I know Alex Smith is a tight end friendly quarterback. But I think Mahomes is going to surprise us a lot. I, I like Kelsey. I think he, uh, think he even takes a slight step forward, and tops his best season ever by adding on a couple touchdowns to get into the double-digit touchdown range this year. Yeah, eighty-three. I mean, going for eighty-plus receptions the last two years. To me, I think it's going to be tough to duplicate without getting too far into my counterpoint with it with him being on my list down at all. I don't bit. think Sammy's gonna catch ninety by any means. Right, I mean, right. I, I still think he's gonna be like a sixty five I maybe seventy. Sammy might grab seventy. Yeah. The combination of Alex Smith being tight end friendly for him the last two years, uh, a tight end friendly quarterback and then the transition to Patrick Mahomes, I think that actually takes some receptions out of his pocket. I think it takes some yardage away and ultimately at best leaves him at the same amount of of touchdowns they didn't lose anything really within this wide receiving core I mean you you got your wide receiver three or four and Albert Wilson leaving but other than that the the receiving core including Travis Kelsey is it well you bring it you bring in Sammy obviously but the the threat of Tyreek Hill remains I don't know that 
you're going to see an uptick in, in anything he's put on paper this year. Last thing I'll add, I think it's going to be a more exciting offense. you got Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Patrick Mahomes, who's really good on his legs. Alex Smith was pretty solid with his legs, but I think Mahomes can take it to the house. He's the dude's a gunslinger. I mean, the, the offense is going to be on the field more, in my opinion. They're going to have longer, more sustained drives, and I think that leads to a slight uptick for Kelsey. Last point. All right. I didn't want to talk too much on him because he's my number two. I would have had him at number one. It's just with the new QB, it's hard to it's hard to throw him up there. Understandable. Dude's missed one game in four seasons, and in those four seasons, he's had more yards than Gronkowski. So it's hard not to keep him up there in the one-two. So he <clears throat> he would have been my number one had Alex Smith stayed. You want to call arms now? And just let him know what we're doing. We can take like, time out. Let him know about the transition. I, I'll be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> Let's get him on the line. I mean, bad news for him is good news for us, right? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you went Gronk. Gronk Kelsey. You're at Gronk Kelsey. Yep. I'm at Ertz number one. I really like Ertz number one, obviously. I'm going to go back with Gronkowski. I mean, I, I've i always been a Gronk fan. There's no reason to get shy away from it, again, for a lot of the reasons you brought up. You know, anytime you can get – here's the thing. When you get 13 games out of Gronk in in the 17-week schedule, going into fantasy, and if you get 10 games out of Gronk, you've a lot of times won those eight to nine, eight or nine games that he played by himself because he has so much separation from the pack, the other tight end group. You have these this other – the other part of the big three coming up with Kelsey – and with uh, with Ertz, but Gronk's just been that dominant force for the last six years. It's hard to go away from him. I mean, last year he eclipses a thousand yards, has sixty nine receptions, eight touchdowns. I love it. Gronk's gonna Gronk. Is he ever gonna be a shade of his old self? That ninety reception, thirteen hundred yard, and seventeen touchdowns? No, we know we know not to expect that. That was an anomaly. At best, but you can expect him to approach seventy-five receptions. If again, I like that. Could have went with more authority. You can expect. You can expect him to, whatever Chad said. <laughs> but you can expect him to approach seventy-five receptions, go over a thousand yards, and and also approach double-digit touchdowns, which is approaching number one, just depending on what Ertz or uh, Kelsey does. For me, Gronk's safe at number two. Because I feel like he is going to miss a few games and not do a major, again, hard to predict injury. But then again, an aging veteran in a team that's supposed to be in the playoffs, you can expect him to be maybe shelved the game to get healthy somewhere here and there. So for me, that, that holds it out a little bit, just enough to keep him out of number one. I won't add too much because we've got a lot of Gronk love already this morning, but Gronk is also my number two. And like Nitt said, and like Lambert said, he may miss a game or two. But the games he gives you, you're getting 23 points. More than likely, you're getting 23 points. He's a wide receiver one when he's healthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's the easiest way to compare it. You don't get that. You haven't seen that other tight end position. He had a rough game, game one of last season. Had he scored 23, 24 points, his average would be up there near 20. And uh, that's, that's the consistency level. He had more 23-point games than anything else last season. Uh, I'll I'll take a couple missed games to get that production. That's that's uh, wins in your league when he plays. Yeah, if you have the roster space to quote unquote handcuff a tight end, <laughs> I mean you could get whoever whoever's hot there. Yeah, you and, could I grab mean, Aaron Hernandez for next to nothing. Oh God, <laughs> whoever's been hanging around this town on the corner, been hanging around. Uh, no, no, no sensitivity for Mr. Aaron Hernandez. No, no. <laughs> Lambert, get number us to three. number three. I think I can predict who it's well, going to yeah, be. It's going to be Ertz. Uh, again, the the top three are pretty interchangeable. I mean, they're they're all good. They're all going to be there. Toss them up however they fall. Exactly. Literally yep. let them fall. And <clears throat> yep, yeah. So I mean, we've already touched on things that makes Ertz great. Uh, so I'm not going to get too into it. See, I mean, Lambert even knows when not to add too much because and I feel we've like, already done it. I feel like he knows that your three is 
<laughs> right. Also going to be Earth, and maybe we could talk about him a little more. I mean, that's just brilliance right there. That really, is really is. Let me uh, hold on just a second here. Ring, 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 ring. Are you calling on? Ring, yeah. Ring. Please stop. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Make it stop. He won't answer. Oh Lord. How are we supposed to tell him? I don't want to do it face to face. I'm nervous now. Yeah, we we should do this over the phone. It's a that lot was easier. supposed to be a regular ring too. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Most annoying ring too. That was horrific. That, I love was, it. that was like I love doing, it. that was like doing a show with arms. <laughs> <laughs> Man, all right, let me go ahead and kick mine in there. My number three is obviously Travis Kelsey, but it wasn't. There, there's another guy. My number four was I wanted to find a reason to put him up in there. But Travis Kelsey, again, the reason I have him down at three is the Patrick Mahomes, and I will call it the Patrick Mahomes experiment. Dude's put nothing on tape in the NFL. True. Let's be plain and simple, kind of cold cut about that. He's barely played. He, he has not played significant snaps. You still that, got cold cuts on the mind, eh? Cold cuts, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like me a, I like me a foot-long cold cut. Nick really wanted to eat some bologna that's in this fridge in our new uh, recording space, and I that's not my bologna. It's not. It's not your. Blood. I think bologna is as bad as it gets when it's made. Dude, it's, that's true. It's hillbilly so steak. It's though. awesome. No, I love bologna. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, basically, it doesn't go bad. A flattened out hot dog. <laughs> yeah, flattened out right. hot dog. I haven't heard that. But back I mean, to Kelsey. Is, but. Back to Kelsey. The the Patrick Mahomes ex- experiment has to go well. I think it will. But I also think he may struggle. The points you make about. You know the same Sammy Watkins taking coverage down the field with him. I, I I don't think that diverts too much from Travis Kelsey. He's not a vertical threat. Now he he'll stretch the seam of the defense, but he's usually dragging the one on one coverage with him anyway. And you have an over safety, so I I don't know that Sammy Watkins is going to be that beneficial for Travis Kelsey. I mean, you had guys there last year that could stretch the field vertically. Not with a Sammy Watkins athletic ability, but you are still getting that done. Again, I'm I'm gonna reel it in on Travis Kelsey just because, also just because of Patrick Mahomes. But again, you called him a gunslinger, and when I watch him on tape, when I go back and watch his tape, remember watching him play live, you know, at at Texas Tech, he likes to force it down the numbers, not particularly the middle of the field. He likes to stretch it vertically down the sidelines a la to his receivers so I don't know it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Mahomes to Kelsey develops and that was my other reason for for considering my tight end four up there over him I don't Couldn't know do I don't know if Mahomes has ever had a tight end as athletic as Kelsey though that, the yeah. dude's and, a beast and he, I don't yeah. know if he's ever had a tight end that was constantly open yeah and yeah. I think Mahomes will find the open guy yeah it's an experiment. I, <laughs> hey, great I'm, points. I'm, no, I'm with I'm you. I'm with on you on, on Mahomes. You know, it, it, crap. Now I need replaced. It's I, hard to not. <laughs> it's hard to not expect him or expect Kelsey to drop off a bit. Yeah, it, like you have to take you know 80 plus receptions the last couple of years. I mean, if you throw him at 75, I just said if Gronk gets to 75,010, that he's a top three. I mean, you could expect that. That was, I guess, my reason for leaving him at top three is I, I expect him to get to 70-something receptions, banging around the 1,000-yard mark, and still be six at a minimum t- uh, touchdowns, and that's enough to leave you in the upper echelon of these top, these leave you in the top three of these tight ends. The echelon. Is it you? I believe so. Who was your third? Uh, Ertz. 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 And then and your third was Kelsey. And that, that, or, that finishes off the big three for right. both of us. My three. Then is, there's a significant drop off. <laughs> Maybe. I, you know what? <laughs> uh, three and four. Three and four was tough, but I'll tell you why on four shortly. But my number three is Evan Ingram. Ah, boy. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, Evan Ingram has been catching everything thrown his way in camp. I'm not going to give you the camp disclaimer. You know it by now. Yeah. But, but Evan Ingram, as a rookie, was a top five tight end. Now, granted, I know that was without Odell Beckham Jr., but I, I am of the belief that guys like Odell Beckham help tight ends out. And I think that Evan Ingram is going to 
outperform his rookie season. This is not a guy that's destined for 64 reception seasons at 700 yards. No. That's not Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's going to be a star tight end. I think he's good enough to be a number one tight end. Don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I would not bet against him in becoming that tight end one overall after the season. I think he has that kind of talent. I'm not putting him there, obviously. He's my three, but he's my three for more reasons than just himself and the Giants. I'll get to that at number four, but I really like Evan Ingram. I think Sterling Shepard uh, can take a small leap forward, and I think Odell Beckham's going to come back, and I think he's still going to be you know, a top five guy, but I don't think he's going to be knocking on the door for number one. I, I There's just something about Odell. There's just something about the Giants. I don't think he's going to be a Giant long-term, and I think you're going to see kind of a disgruntled, you know, regular Odell season, not a superb Odell season. And I think Evan Ingram's going to contribute to a slight downtick in the numbers for Odell. I, I really like Evan Ingram, and I really like Eli Manning to start feeling old and being like, ah, Odell's way down there, but there's Evan. <laughs> I don't have to throw it as hard to he's, Evan. He's so open over here in the middle of the field, eight yards That's away from me. That's a first down. <laughs> That's a first. Odell, next time. Evan, take this. Yeah. I like the pick, uh, Ingram. It's it's hard not to like Evan Ingram with the season he had last year. You also own him in our main league, right? Well, that's why I'm such a fan. But I mean, he did struggle with drops. I mean, he's, he's got he's got some drops. He's, hey, it's, but it, it's not just the fact that he owns him. He's not selling him. No, oh yeah, there's no there's no, well, no for sale sign on Evan. Have back. you seen my depth? A tight end. I've got Nick Vanette. So it's, I like Nick Vanette. Got, got to take that Ingram. I, all not, a bad, not a bad backup. Fire I see for a trade coming on, like mid-show trade. Because <laughs> right, Bark right. is a oh, monstrous Vanette, Nick yes, Vanette trade. He, Nick Vanette might end up in Bark's top ten. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do think my current tight end that I'm starting, which is scary, I think Lambert mentioned he was going to get an, uh, a run on his name here in the top ten. I'm excited oh, to hear. Oh, he does. He yeah. does, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Kick us off from round four. Oh, number four. All right. Well, I got Greg Olson. Of course, he's coming back. Dude's always been productive. He's got 3,000 yards and three seasons before 2017, obviously. Uh, the dude is just – he's a safety blanket. Yeah, when, yeah. When Cam Newton's got to get rid of it, that's who he's going to. I know DJ Moore coming in. Uh, I I don't think he's gonna take targets away. There, you got McCaffrey, but I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna increase his workload um, in the passing yeah, game. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's, it's hard to increase your passing or your workload as a running back when you're coming off of eighty reception. I think exactly, he was what yeah. eighty something receptions Just his, insane his rookie year. So, is that arms calling you back? Would you answer it? Making me uncomfortable. Now it's just awkward. Nope. <laughs> Did you just you just debut him? Oh man, answer your phone, arms. Redlined. Lambert's putting too much gold on tape yeah. for me to do this face to face. I know. I got. I want to. I want to. I want to expand on Olson, but I got to hold off because okay. he's in mine. Yep. But well, I'm going to go over here, flip over to my number four, which is Evan Ingram. I believe in Evan Ingram. I, yes. He is the guy that I wanted <laughs> to put at three. Again. It's Evan Ingram, man. He's up and coming. He's more wide receiver than he is tight end. In my book, this guy is one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. He's And he's only in year two. I mean, what he put on tape at Ole Miss it is nothing short of just excited. It's exciting. I wanted to draft. Well, I was so pissed when Lambert got Evan Ingram, my draft darling, last year. But, you know, what he was able to do without Odell Beckham Jr., he was able to be – he slowly became Eli Manning's safety blanket. Now, it was on a 3-13 and 13 Giants team, but he slowly earned the trust of Eli Manning in year one. I think that trust remains. I think that that becomes that, – that takes that offense to a whole new level. Then you factor in Saquon Barkley is going to be drawing defenders up in the box. They'll actually have a legitimate running game for the first time in a long time in New York. I mean, you're going to be sucking down safeties. You're going to be sucking 
uh, linebackers up to the line of scrimmage. I oh, hate man. you so much. Uh, <laughs> it was so hard to not say anything. You, you, Nick just, puts us in that situation sometimes. He's just, you, uh, you, you suck. You, they, the, there's going to the be so of, much sucking. There's going to be so much sucking. There's going to be just the, the lips wrapped around. You see, no, no air getting through. The, the linebackers will get sucked up to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> But you get when you when you end up having not only like eight man boxes but seven man fronts like talk about seven guys on the line of scripture the line of scripture Jesus you got me flustered when Jesus laid out the line of scripture scripture <laughs> I need a subscription to God magazine I just want to make one basic point I can't this morning arms we need you back I'm, I, I'm staring Barker in the face at this point welcome to the back road show with Bark Lambert in arms I'm out see ya now you, would you factor in the athletic ability that he he just possesses in Evan Ingram with linebackers and safeties being sucked down to the line of scrimmage. Oh, King he's going to get a step on him. He'll be able uh, to catch the ball over the top. He's a vertical threat. Just, uh, like give I said, some to Jay. More like a wide receiver. I mean, he's going to stretch the field quickly for Eli Manning. And the thing, you kind of brought up the Sterling Shepard. I don't know that Sterling Shepard takes it to a negative. I think Sterling Shepard is what he is. Just a mid-tier, nice running mate. I think Evan Ingram is hands down the number two option in that passing. He's the number two option in that passing attack for Eli Manning. He goes Odell, he goes Evan Ingram. And that's good enough for me to put him at a rock-solid number four. Boom. I may have sucked on that one. You heard it from Nick. There you go. A lot of stretching and sucking going on in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. They did a lot of sucking last year, that's for sure. Is that Can to you me, follow is that, that up? Is that to me on four? Bring your uh, bring your Ertz love. How, what what gives you the impression it's going to be Zach Ertz? I, I know you. It's Zach Ertz. It's the end of tier one. <laughs> I, I think is. there's a new tier one. It's and it's Kelsey Gronk, Ertz, and Evan Ingram. Uh, Ertz it speaks for itself. Fourteen and a half points average last season. I do like Dallas Goddard a ton. Uh, rookie tight ends, though, if your name's not Evan Ingram, history isn't very kind to you. So don't expect anything crazy like uh, Dallas Goddard to cut into Ertz too bad. It's not going to happen. Trey Burton, you know, had a nice little season last season, I think, with 35, 36 receptions. I expect a similar first year for Dallas Goddard, but maybe a few more touchdowns because I do like Goddard in the red zone. But Zach Ertz is Mr. Consistency. It's hard not to put him at number three kind of hard not to put him at two but i love evan ingram so much and i love the long-term proven track record of uh gronk and then kelsey is kelsey i just couldn't do it but number four is nothing to sneeze at or as wu-tang would say it's nothing to f with and i i like i like zach Ertz. i don't like alshon jeffrey that much i do think Aguilar is a pretty decent receiver uh kind of agree with arms on his Aguilar take Aguilar's growing on me. But there, to me, there's no dominant wide receiver in Philly that makes Zach Ertz any less of the number one receiving option in Philly. So definitely good for top five again. Got him at four. The balance there in Philly is, is what's, what's scary to any of them. But also, but but the, at the same time, Zach Ertz gets his looks. He absolutely gets his looks. He missed two games. It's and a was, lot of sucking and stretching. Yeah, too. He, he, he missed two games last year. You, and was basically out week 17. I mean, he played a couple quarters. That was about it. I mean, you factor in a full seven, or 16 game uh, sixteen game season. I think he projects up into the 235 to 250 point range in most league formats. And that's good enough for – that's why I had him projected number one. Just to defend him a little bit. <laughs> just to defend him off your four a little bit. But I agree with you. That, that, that new upper echelon, it's no longer a big three. Put – they're Put interchangeable. Yeah, they're, you you can give reasons all day for any of them. And then, like you said, Olson Olson's right there. The 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 wily veteran is still there. Oh, wily! Ugh. I like the new four though. No, oh, yeah, it, it is good. It's it's a heck of a tier. I mean, it means you know you you have a good chance to land one of these guys because tight ends still shouldn't and don't get drafted in round one. I mean, Gronk used to. If your name's Arms, you take Kelsey in round one because you're Arms. 
But <laughs> I, I, I mean, realistically, tight ends shouldn't start going off the board till the end of round two. And with four big time guys in that first tier, you have a good shot of laying them one as late as round four. Yeah, you can definitely wait to get a tight end. Arms. I don't want to wait. <laughs> For my tight ends to be taken, cause arms will take Kelsey and maybe Ertz in round two. <laughs> now I know how arms feels. Like, you hear it when you're listening to the podcast, but now I know how arms feels. Like, this and it's ridicule weird. happens. How's, it feels it's weird. Does it feel weird? <laughs> to just stare at two grown men singing to each other. <laughs> that's, uh, how we, that's how we roll. Alright, moving on. Number five. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go with Evan Ingram um, yes. for all the reasons that have been pointed out. The reason I have him uh, out of the top four uh, is target share. You've got Odell coming back. Don't uh, bring your target share <laughs> up in here. Stirl- <laughs> Sterling's going to take some. you got Barkley coming in. I mean, he's going to take he's going to take receptions away. And That's a good point. I, th- I mean, I don't know if it hurts, hurts, but that's it's possible. Barkley, Barkley's the whole package yeah gronk's the only one out of those top five we'll, we'll go ahead and say, well we'll say we'll stick the the four mentioned gronk's the only one that's like hands down target share monster early in the season especially with Amit or uh, with uh, uh edelman no, edelman no receivers no receivers whatsoever everyone else you know you got odell with ingram you got uh, Tyreek Hill, if you want to say Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins with Kelsey. And then you have, like you said, a solid receiving core it is probably the best way to put that. I mean, you can't go there's an elite receiver in Philly unless you really want to True. stretch Alshon. And, to me, stretching Alshon oh, into, easy, that fella. into that category. So, yeah, target share-wise, Gronk's your safe bet. Evan Ingram's your your risky he's, bet he's when you're be looking up at there. target share. Right. Yeah. yeah, I have to add before Labert continues, like the whole Gronk being the target monster because New England doesn't have any receivers. I it actually just made me chuckle. They just sign Eric Decker, and instantly on the depth chart, he's a starter. Like that's how bad that's how bad your receivers are in New England. They're like, you know, looking at this guy on the street, like, yeah, he was good a couple years ago. Looking at this guy on the street, still looking at this guy on the street, and then halfway through training camp, they're like, God dang it, just friggin' sign him. <laughs> Don't just sign him. Pencil him in. Right, Pencil right. him in. He's a starter. Hey, you. Never, yeah, never over even, there. Get in here. You're our number one. Hasn't even yeah. practiced yet. They pencil him in as a starter. I mean, yeah. that's the equivalent of being like, call Nit from the back row. He's 6'5". Um, he's got big hands, I hear. He's not too old yet. He's the same age as Decker. Let's pencil him in. Just just pencil him in. He's a starter. Yeah, Jordy Nelson's looked good out in Oakland. I mean, Eric Decker's got to have still have a few moves in yeah. his pocket. Cordell Patterson hasn't ran the right route yet this preseason. I mean, I guess Cordell Patterson's been making highlight still. plays all through camp. Yeah, Probably because he runs the wrong. Yeah, punt returns and kick returns. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that fair catch he had? You could sign T.O. T.O. just uh, tried out with a CFL team. Like, the Patriots, you're better off of the 44-year-old T.O. than you are Kenny Britt. Just saying. <laughs> Go ahead, Lambert. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done on Ingram. He's done. He's been talked about. Uh, he's we have worn his name out. We took him and mashed him into the ground a little bit. But, I mean, rightfully so. He deserves to be in that big four. Hey, number five, I'm going to go to year four. I'll I'll go Greg Olson with a bounce back year. And it's coming straight down to, there's, to me, I know me and you, Barker, have argued this point, what DJ Moore is going to be year one. To me, I don't think he's, I think he's like Corey Coleman year one, minus injuries. You know, I'm not projecting injuries, things like that. I just don't think he's going to pick up an NFL offense immediately or the speed of the game immediately. I mean, the guy lives off of his athleticism. Talking about DJ Moore, he lives off of his athleticism. And guess what? That gap narrowed when you enter the NFL. Devin Funches is nothing. It, he's just not a number one. I, I, he's barely a number two on a lot of squads. So to me, you can't overlook what you just said about target share in Carolina. For Greg Olson, target share is going to be there for Greg Olson. You know, the the Wiley veteran is still a veteran. He knows how to get open. He's going to get his touchdowns. He's going to get his looks. You know, you brought up McCaffrey. McCaffrey, I I think McCaffrey can still be a 75 reception running back, but that's not taking many balls away from Greg Olson. You know, 
it, it, Cam's going to cam. He, he's going to throw the short and intermediate routes. He's going to dab a little. And he's going to dab and stuff. You know, Act a fool, like lot, me and Nick do. A lot of run-pass option in, in that offense, which leaves an open an open tight end a lot of the time if he's not in blocking. So, uh, to me, don't discount Greg Olson banging around the top, even the top three. I mean, this guy was a top three tight end. Is there, what, two, three years ago? You enjoying that coffee over there, guy? Oh God! I mean the guy. The guy's been an elite tight end in the in the recent past. Mark Greg Olson down top five finish easy, but my, he is starting year two. Sorry. No, you're good. My number five. Get to it right after I say arms. The the strikes are adding up. Nick brought me coffee. Mm. I just tasted it. Tastes like heaven. Lambert's doing great. <laughs> I don't Nick know what to say, coffee. man. If let's just do it this way. I can't get you on the phone. Uh, arms, if you're listening. Uh, you're out. <laughs> Lambert's in. Lambert's in I don't man. know. Lambert probably don't want to wake up at 5.30 a.m. No, I don't want to do this. <laughs> More than just one time every couple, uh, you, know, tri- you know, trimesters. I don't want to do this. I don't want to <laughs> right. do this. Right. Why did I? Why? Number five, I'm going a little unconventional, especially for me and my past on this guy because I've never been really big on him because, man, I hate injury risks. I just hate him. I just hate him. It's tough to take on. It is. But Alex Smith is a very tight end friendly quarterback. And apparently, I'm going to believe Jordan Reed when he says he feels healthier than he has in years. He thinks he's got all his nicky knack injuries taken care of. I don't go as far as to believe that. But I just have a feeling. The Bark Bank, take it to the bank, <laughs> gut feeling... <laughs> that Jordan Reed is actually going to stay on the field for 14 or 15 out of 16 games. That might be stretching that it a little be, bit. That might be stretching let's and sucking a little. Let's hope it's 11 of the I'm first gonna, 13 games that they could get into the playoffs. I feel like we're cutting into Dan Cummins stuff, too. I'm going to put a little suck on Jordan Reed, and I think Jordan Reed is good enough for a top-five finish. I Dude's dominant when he's on the field. I like the pick. like. I think he's got top five talent. Easy. He does, and, and it's risky, man. Like it's risky, but you're bringing Alex Smith in. He's he's gonna throw to the tight end. That's all there is to it. To go, but go down the target share. I, I, I'm not. I'm gonna lay off of Jordan Reed for just another round. I'm not gonna get too in depth on him yet. I, hey, he's <laughs> yet. he's a very good tight end that just can't stay on the field. And with ever, the changes in Washington, Alex Smith. Darius Geis, like there's a whole new offense, and I just feel like Jordan Reed's going to be a big part of that whole new offense, and uh, hopefully he can play through some of these tiny injuries, but we'll see. I like the upside, and with the guys that have already went off the board between the three of us, I think that leaves you uh, grasping for you know higher upside because most of the upside is gone, and I think Jordan Reed at least can give you that possibility for a top three or four season. It's unlikely, but I like playing possibilities. That's why I got him at five. So Jordan Reed, I'm going to draft him this year when given the chance after those other guys are gone. I like it. So we're on six. Six. Hey, get us going here. All right, I got Kyle Rudolph as my six. He's got a new Mm -hmm. quarterback coming in, uh, the new uh, offensive coordinator also. Do you like that? I do. I do like that. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) You like that? Now the, uh, the new offensive coordinator loves his tight ends. You can look back. His offensive coordinator had Barnage when Barnage was relevant in 15 Whoa. and Ertz Whoa, in 17. So, he, of course, you know, I didn't put him higher. Um, I didn't have him in my top five, uh, basically because he had offseason ankle injury. We're going to see how that plays out. Uh, but I do like Rudolph in his situation. My God. That is some good info. Bringing in the offensive coordinator. Get, Getting he, some research done. The He he has the OC that Gary Barnage had when Gary Barnage went like for yeah. 75, 1K. Yeah. And he made Gary Barnage good. Listen to that info. Let's rewind this and, and see Arms' take on it. I want Kyle Rudolph all his touches, passes, and now sometimes they are in the red zone. <laughs> Thanks, Arms. <laughs> Anyways, Nick. Dude, I I like that. That That's a 
eye-opening, eye-popping information right there. I mean, you already factor in that he's gotten, at least in my eyes, an upgraded quarterback in Kirk Cousins. Then you get an OC, a tight end, friendly OC. The the talent's always been there for Kyle Rudolph. Dude, that's that's good stuff. Makes me want to watch the OC. That's good stuff. Never. (laughs) Nothing would ever make me want to watch the (laughs) OC. What about the movie Orange County? That's okay. Okay. Just checking. Jack Black Gold right there. Yeah. Hey, all right. Let me, my six, Jordan Reed. Well, I've I've been a Jordan hey, Reed. I wasn't too high on him, I guess. No, 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 no. I I have to have him top six. He's a guy who can project into the top three. To be quite honest, I mean, if you are right outside the top three at the very least, if he's healthy for those 13, 14 games throughout two thousand eighteen, he is going to get his looks in this Washington offense. There's no one else there. I mean, you have. You have uh, Alex Smith who just force feeds the ball short and intermediate, and that's what Jordan Reed runs, but he's also a dominant red zone presence. He just has to be healthy. He had this, the toe surgeries, whatever was going on with the toe. The, the nagging hamstring injuries are supposedly behind him. You already said it. If he's healthy, buy him. Why not? You can get him a little later on in Dynasty Startups. You should be able to get him with a little bit of a discounted price tag if you're trading for him. Uh, Jordan Reed's someone to monitor because of that situation, because of the target shares there. The target shares just exploding for him in 2018. Exploding. I knew you'd like that. You like that? (laughs) Are we on? Where are we Round six. Oh, man. (laughs) Too many sexual uh, innuendos on this episode. A lot of sucking and exploding and stretching. And actually, it just sounds like somebody by themselves. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Would you just go? Oh man. So so six. I am. Uh, I'm gonna go with Greg Olson. I mean, I, I felt bad for putting Jordan Reed ahead of him, honestly, because Greg Olson is more you know, consistently on the field and available for Cam Newton. And he's been Cam Newton's favorite target for a long time. Just coming off an injury and a little bit of age. And I just like the upside of Jordan Reed just a tad more than Olsen. But you cannot go wrong if you come out of your draft with Greg Olsen as your tight end one. That's not a bad thing. You didn't get the top tier, but you got somebody who's been in the top tier before and could very well do it again. I like what Nit said. Funchess. Don't really care about Funchess. I mean, if I if if I can get him on the cheap as my wide receiver three or a bye week guy, I'm Roll gonna I'm gonna do it in case we're wrong. Uh, DJ Moore, I like, but I don't like to bank on rookie receivers in my starting lineup. It's just not a good idea, Mister Kenny Galladay over here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't think you ever started him, but no, I did. But we 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 uh, you know we we do love Kenny Galladay. Me and Lambert share that love. A lot of trade, a lot of trade proposals going on for Galladay in the past, but I digress. Greg Olson is still the guy. He's the he's the target monster in Carolina. If you're going to own any pass catcher out of Carolina, it needs to be Greg Olson. If you're planning on winning your league in 2018, well, let's just go ahead and make the point that when Greg Olson went down last year. It was a scramble to figure out. All that offense changed yeah, oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. They had to rethink everything that they were going to do in Carolina when Greg Olson went down. So, you know, you and they're only a few years removed from a Super Bowl appearance with a healthy Greg Olson. Yeah. And, well, it, it was, and I think that's the only reason that Funchess was relevant last year. Yeah, and McCaffrey had as many as he had yeah. was because there's no Olson. Yeah, so it, Greg Olson makes – sadly, this is one of those offenses where the tight end makes the offense tick. Now, yeah, I mean, they now, just turned Funchess back into the tight end. I, I, mean, feel, I feel like it just slapped Cam in the face a little bit. But, you know, outside of the quarter, the, the offense clearly goes through Cam. But well, at, Benjamin didn't mind slapping him in the face. So. <laughs> <laughs> but once you look at the passing attack, that receiving core plus tight end, it runs through the tight end from that perspective. Boom. Boom. Seven-ish. Seven. All right. Seven-ish? Seven-ish. Right seven-ish. seven-ish. Yep, I got Jordan Reed. Again, like I said, he's, hey. he's top five talent. Uh, the dude's efficient when he does play, if you can just get him to play. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, hey, put a Band-Aid on it and get back out on the field. Right. But it's right. cut so deep. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. It's my toes. My toes hurt. It's like a paper cut on my toe. <laughs> 
Give us, did, a, give us some interesting I got, facts. I got nothing really. He, theme he of the did, show, suck it up, Jordan. He did, a, he did avoid uh, the pup list for training camp, so, so he is out there with them. His season's but, already off to a, a right. wildly that's, successful start. That's what oh, yeah. you want. Jordan Reed, you're not on the pup? Boom, pick him up. Best offseason <laughs> in years. <laughs> but in all reality, let's throw, i got to throw a little numbers. I mean, if you get his 80, what it was, 87 reception, a thousand yards and double digit touchdowns. That's gold. That, that's top Absolutely. three. That's what that's his 2015. The word being if. Yeah, 16. He only played in five games and had over 600 yards. Think about that. He played in five games. That dude had over 600 yards. Had six touchdowns. I mean, when he's on the field, just dude. If he's on he's the field, good. he is a legitimate threat. And listen. It, your strategy, if if you do take Jordan Reed as the fifth or sixth tight end off the board, just grab Vernon Davis a little later. I mean, it, it's he's just as he, whatever tight end is playing in Washington. Jordan Reed's your best bet for high end production. But if he goes down and you've got the handcuff, you're fine to start whoever Ver- is yeah. playing tight end. Vernon Davis, in, yeah, Vernon Davis in a starting role as a mid tier, a, a low end. You're safe, really. Yeah, I mean, you're safe. You, you're, you're probably getting ten points a game. Yeah, he's he's not going to kill you like some of the other backups. My seven, I'm going to go. Man, Arms is really going to like this one. <laughs> oh God, I'm going to throw some George Kittle love. Kittle down the middle. Oh yeah, Kittle down the middle. I I have to reject one of these second year guys other than Evan Ingram into my top ten. It's just like. Yeah, it's surprising at seven, but then again, man, this I I believe in Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe in Kyle Shanahan. Man, I I think you know you're gonna have just this this wide receiving core. Your boy, I I I already put it on record. I think Pierre Garcon's still the wide receiver one. Your number two there, the number two there slash one. Who's your guy? Where at? Sandy, San Fran. Mar- Marquise Goodwin? Your, your Marquise Goodwin. God, the name was eluding me for a moment. Then you add in Jarek McKinnon. That leaves a whole lot of attention away from George Kittle, a guy who can get off the line of scrimmage, win balls against linebackers, win balls in the uh, red zone, stretch the field vertically down the seam. I mean, he he put enough on tape last year, just like Jimmy G did, to convince me that he can move into the, the top top 10 the top echelon and also maybe it's arms talking in my ear about how good how good this george kittle guy is i mean it's hard to the situations there the target share is going to be there he went he went over 500 yards year one missing a few games and and playing with a combination of quarterbacks given one year of just Jimmy G, and I think he goes for 60 receptions, 800 yards, and six to eight touchdowns. That's good enough for top top seven. I don't like banging it. around seven. Ain't nothing f with. I don't sure. like it. Ah. I think he played mediocre with Jimmy G. Oh, there's no mm. no ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, the dude did have 100 yards in the final game. Yeah, uh, he, he missed. He missed. One, <laughs> <laughs> he missed one game last year, but he only had 500 yards. He had 43 receptions. I don't think. It's gonna increase much this year. I think he might get he he'll get over six hundred yards probably. I think his receptions aren't going anywhere. He'll be right around forty or fifty, and uh, his touchdowns aren't gonna. He's not gonna jump off the page with touchdowns. I don't even have him in my top ten. Just not a Kittle fan. Lambert fighting for his right to party without George Kittle. Yeah, I mean I'm just at looking forty three five hundred and two. Nothing exciting, but it's for a rookie on a bad team for most of the year. That that's I guess that's my biggest point. It was a bad team for most of the year, and he was just a rookie there figuring things out. Now you got again a full dose of Kyle Shanahan. He's been emerged in that offense. He's been with Jimmy Garoppolo for a full off season. I think it could be a, a scary good situation. For for George Kittle, he I that, hope no, so. I'm with I hope you. So. Yeah, yeah. George Kittle has to make that leap. It's uh, it's on George Kittle's shoulders. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, it, it's up to him to make that leap. But I trust it. I trust it. I'll, I I'll, hope he's successful. But as a as bringing him in as my tight end one, I can't do it. Yeah. Give right. me seven on me. Yeah, seven's on me. Old fella coming up here. 
But uh, old fella had one of his most productive seasons reception-wise ever. I cannot let the Delaney Walker slide happen any longer. Thank you. Granted, this I'm is, glad you stopped it. This is a guy that you want to win now. This is not a guy you want to bank on for the future. Uh, not many tight ends are super productive past the age of 33, and Delaney Walker is 33. The possibility for drop-off is there, but the production from last year combined with uh, you know some of the lesser seasons, the first half of his career, we're talking 10 to 20 receptions. We're not talking a lot of wear and tear and a lot of hits taken. So I'm going to buy into Delaney Walker for one more year. Uh, if I can, I'm also going to draft Jonu Smith with my last pick of the draft probably because I believe in Jonu. Everybody's forgotten about him because Delaney Walker has stayed so relevant. The consistency there. Yeah, but if you, just like with Washington, if you draft Jordan Reed, you grab the cuff in the last round. If you draft Delaney Walker, grab the cuff. There's a young guy sitting behind him that is chomping at the bit to uh, to take over, and it could happen midseason, but, but I like Jonu Smith to put up top 10 tight end numbers if Delaney Walker were to go down or just become unproductive. But I don't see it happening yet. Delaney Walker, to me, is still a lock for the top 10 uh, until he proves otherwise. Until he starts to show signs of slowing down, you can uh, draft Delaney Walker safely regardless of age. Win now, get Delaney Walker. Go win your league. <laughs> I love it. Delaney Walker is my number eight. So there's not a whole lot I can argue with. The dude had 60 receptions and 800 yards in the last four seasons. They just extended him, so I don't think there's any belief in Johnny Smith in Tennessee. I, I, I'm loving I the Delaney. Go, I wouldn't go with anti-belief. They're just going with the guy that's that's done it. Well, they're not expecting him to take over anytime soon. They're paying How long the did they extend him? Two years. Ah, okay. I mean, it wasn't I don't blame year. him. I don't blame him. Yeah, you're going to get he's two not, years. He's not slowing down. I mean, the dude's consistent and reliable, and you hate. it's a perfect pick at eight. Yeah, let me jump in there. That he's my number eight, also. Like hey, I, I, I want Walker Love. Yeah, here, what you just said—the reliability—that—that's what he is. You get guys who are superbly athletic, superbly dominant in the red zone, and then you just get tight ends who are superbly reliable. And that's Delaney Walker. I mean, the guy doesn't leave the field, and a lot of the time he's only garnering four, five, six looks a game. I have a cousin named Garner, but he does that four, five, six. He gets getting four, five, six targets a game every single game and then he has those upticks those those nine targets ten targets that he projects or that he, that he turns into six seven receptions he's just always catching at least three he always has three catches every game of the year I mean if you look at it he's the model of consistency and reliability if you're late and you've got a great drafted team from a wide receiver running back or you're sitting there in year three, year five of a dynasty and you're all you need is a tight end to make that championship run, win now with Delaney Walker. Don't take a chance on someone else. The guy's going to kick you in about 10 points week in, week out with some high upside games where he can go for, go for a couple, you know, 100 yards, couple touchdowns. He's a threat for that. Didn't do it last year, but he's a threat for it just because he's on the field so much. I like it. Okay, so so my number eight, I uh, I've got to go with Jimmy Graham. Uh, you know, it came down to two guys at this spot for me, but I do believe in Jimmy Graham's red zone production, and I do believe in it in Green Bay. Reason being, you get Devontae Adams, and then what? There's not much yeah. left. Jordy Nelson is gone. That's a lot of red zone targets to uh, replace. Jimmy Graham, definitely a red zone option. And I think because they paid him and brought him in as a free agent, high-priority free agent, they're going to try to make it work. They're going to try to make this the best tight end they've had since Jermichael Finley. And uh, even though I have spoken of my love for Geronimo Allison as a breakout year three sleeper, that doesn't mean he's going to lead the team in red zone targets after Devontae Adams. To me, that's Jimmy Graham, and I think he's a safe bet for half a touchdown a game average when it all boils down. So you're looking at eight touchdowns minimum for Jimmy Graham, in my opinion. And I think he could surprise and have his best statistical season uh, since he was with the Saints. So Jimmy Graham, to me, again, high upside veteran production. If I'm if he's the guy that's starting for me, I'm not exactly thrilled because it is going to be red zone dependent, but I'm not upset. It could be worse. I, I'd rather bank on a Jimmy Graham than a Trey Burton 
or a Cameron Brait. So Jimmy Graham is my dude at eight. Enough said. I just made a rhyme. No. <laughs> Enough said. I'll, I'll I'll kick it a little. I'll actually kick it a little. Jimmy Graham love. It's even though I don't have him in my top ten. He was flirting there, but I don't have it in my top ten. That touchdown dependency is scary. scary yeah. But it was a t- total different offense. I mean, now we're going into a pass first offense with Aaron Rodgers and. Uh, no, Green Bay has not historically used the tight end, nor has you, you know Aaron Rodgers hasn't used the tight end position. But when you really since look, since Jermichael Finley, yeah, since Jermichael Finley. But you have the exit of Jordy Nelson, which was the more dominant red zone presence over the years for him for for Aaron Rodgers. Enter Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I I think he's going to get the books. I think he can sustain that half a touchdown per week pace, that eight touchdown plus on the year. That he can get, I think he's going to go for a little more. He only had 500 yards on a decent amount of receptions. I mean, his receptions weren't necessarily low. His yardage was just low. Uh, I think Russell, he Russell Wilson's one of those guys that haven't made a tight end super relevant yet either. Yeah. So I mean, I you know he's kind of in the same boat. Rogers Wilson been a long time since they made a tight end look super good, but I, I like his chances a little better with Rogers, and I'm super excited to see where Lambert goes with these last two picks. Yeah, <laughs> bring it on. Well, I don't have Jimmy Graham in there, so that's okay. I, I got number nine. I got Trey Burton. Oh, I just Whoa. mentioned him now, as an outside looking in guy, and Lambert puts I him had, in. Had to put him in. I know there's a lot of weapons in Chicago right now, but uh, Matt Nagy. Is that how you say it? Nagy. <laughs> Nagy. Matt Nagy. He's an Andy Reid product, Nagy. so of course he's going to use the tight end. And I think Trey Burton, he he flashed what he can do last year. He's going to be he's going to be good. And he, I couldn't I couldn't keep him out of my top ten. I'm on the Shaheen train in Chicago. I'm I'm a Shaheen fan too, but Trey Burton was always that. Again, I think I said a few shows, but he was always an annoyance. <laughs> In a bit. good in in a good way for for this Tennessee fan over here, you know, coming out of Florida, Trey Burton never did it, wowed you, but like when a play broke down, when a play broke down, Trey Burton was always the guy that like bailed the quarterback out. And, and last year, when he got his opportunities with Ertz shelved for a few games, he showed what he could do. I I don't hate Trey Burton, but I'm more on. The, I, I want to see how that tight end situation it's, shakes out after a little while before I commit to either Shaheen. Well, we're going from from Carson Wentz to a Mitchell Trubisky. That there's going to be a bit of a drop off there, but I st- I still like Burton. I think he's gonna they're going to make him be good. Nick, what about you? Who you who you got at number nine? Dude, I'm going to throw little Kyle Rudolph Love back at Lambert. I mean, project him in the top ten. He's been a model of consistency. Also, he he gets the ball in the red zone. He's a presence. He's on a team with two good wide receivers to distract, distract, divert attention away from him. But then you put him with Kirk Cousins, and now he's sold me on 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 the new OC there who can make a Gary Barnage good. Why not Kyle Rudolph? Why not Kyle Rudolph in 2018? I'm not even going to expand on it a little bit more. I, th- I feel like Kyle Rudolph's body of work has been good enough to land him in the top ten. Now situationally, it's kind of a guarantee that he's going to be in the tight end. So I think he's a safe bet in 2018. Very safe play late in a draft. Again, a tight end you can deal with if you've drafted well or you're sitting there with a good offense everywhere else. He ain't going to hurt you is all I'm saying. He ain't going to hurt you. All right. This is the uh, – this is – I like the end of this. I like 9 and 10. I think everyone knew what the top 5 to 6 yeah, were going to yeah, be. Yeah, nine, 9 and 10 especially – uh, well, not so much for you because you were able to slip Rudolph in there, but nine and ten for me. But I've already had Kittle projected up, maybe a little higher right, than most would be. Right. So like seven, eight, nine, ten, yeah. But nine and ten is exciting to me. And they could all be different. Hit me. They can. Number nine. I, I'm Mister Hating on Injury is going into the injury basket Jeez. for this episode. Yeah. I already plugged Jordan Reed. Another guy, supposedly 100% healthy and ready to roll. I'll believe it when I see it, but I'm taking the upside at nine with Tyler Eifert. Ooh. He's one hard hit away from never playing again. But. but but when he's on the field, he has proved that he can be an elite tight end. And if you can grab an elite tight end with the ninth one off the board, you take that chance. Again, tight end is a position to where if you mess up, 
You can go grab a Jared Cook off the waiver wire. You can go grab a Charles Clay cheaply. You can grab Antonio Gates. Uh, if Antonio if Gates does in, end up resigning, which he probably will after training camp because he's he's old. They, he's old. They don't want to put him through training camp. He knows what he's doing. But you, you could take a flyer on an Austin Hooper, a Blake Jarwin, somebody in Dallas, if you mess up. But why not take the risk on Tyler Eifert at nine? Andy Dalton is behind a rebuild offensive line. I'm not saying the team's going to be great, but they do look like they should be improved. And if Eifert is on the field, he's going to be a part of that improvement. I love Tyler Eifert as a late sleeper pick in your top ten. What was it? He led the league in touchdowns? I believe believe one season he did. He led the NFL in touchdown receptions in what, 2000? I believe it was 2015. I mean... You you, that upside out of the number nine, number ten, one of the the last starting tight ends off the board. I mean it, that is a position like you like you said. You could take a chance on a Tyler Eifert, maybe a little bit, you know, tenth round of a draft, twelfth round of a draft. He he should be there. Just pick him in the right spot and then have a backup plan. I mean you're getting high end upside for a very late round pick in a lot of cases. I think a lot of people have forgotten about Tyler Eifert. I'm, I I'm a fan. As a Bengals fan, I like Eifert, although I will say no one wanted him in free agency. No one tried to sign him, so he came back to the Bengals.